Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Welcome in. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. Skeeter, it's the day after the Super Bowl, which means it's also the day after the People's Open. I don't care if they're abbreviating it. It's the waste management. I know it's because they don't want people saying wasted management anymore. They went to WM Open. Whatever that is, it was still a fantastic event. 16 was popping. 17 was exciting. And no playoffs, Skeeter, but... Uh, this is the, this podcast is about the Genesis Open, but we're going to take a quick peek back at the People's Open before we move forward. We move backwards for a little bit every every week or look backwards. Skeeter, the People's Open. Scotty Scheffler defends his championship. What about it? Yeah, I mean, like, I actually had to watch part of the of the Super Bowl preview, preview like pregame stuff. Like, come on, I I kind of expect this point for for the WM to go multiple playoff holes, and it was done. I could flip on and. It's, Already like two minutes into the game, like I don't want to, you know, didn't have to want to watch the coin toss or anything like that. But why? Uh, I know you had big dollars on it at minus one ten. Hey, DraftKings, DraftKings at least had an even money both ways, so I at least appreciate that one. FanDuel is like minus one hundred four. Just like, oh, this is so stupid. Who's betting this? Well, actually, people are betting it. I had a buddy that wanted it, but he wasn't going to lay the juice, but he did want action on it. I like how you brought that up for a prop yesterday because I had on their worst bets. And, yes. and you're like, oh, and I know you're a big fan of the coin toss. <laughs> of course. Uh, no, um, Scheffler, boy, just, he has no form, hasn't really done much as the Masters, and all of a sudden he comes back to a place, and here we go again. Um, He wins. Like, apparently he can win back-to-back. Hideki now Scheffler. But one thing I kind of started thinking about, too, is... Is Phoenix somehow a weird comp for Augusta? Mm. Now, I don't know. I don't know that it even really comps in that way, but they were talking about how I guess Augusta at 13 and 15 or par fives like the back nine at Phoenix. I know that doesn't necessarily make it a comp. I don't know. I mean, I thought the one we're getting ready to do, Riv, is the Riviera is the real comp for Augusta, but I don't know. It could be, but I'm just thinking, you know, Hideki's had success here. He's won the Masters. Sure. Scheffler, same. Now, um, Zach Johnson's always played well. He's won Phil. Yeah. Ricky but Phil's Nova. an eight Arizona State guy. Right, but, you know, he's had success. He's won them both. You're right. Uh, Ricky's You're played, right. I think Ricky's played Augusta well when he's qualified. He's obviously top five. He's done it at all majors. I mean, Xander, I mean, if it's a major, Xander's there, but. Maybe, maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but I just started thinking the Phil and the Scheffler and Bubba comparison. Like, oh, yeah, Bubba. Heck, I wasn't even thinking about it. I mean, dude, there's some there's some things to be said for it. That's certainly the case. Should I just play the same lineup as last week, uh, this week? Because I'm already thinking about it anyway. I think, no, because I think there's some differences here as okay. far as the tournament setup. But, no, um, I didn't get to watch a ton until Sunday and try to – find the Hatton or the day on the weekend to try to run somebody down. But in the end, nobody could cut Shuffler, you know, props to Nick Taylor for hanging in that group. Like he played well yesterday and just couldn't do much because Shuffler was matching him. Yeah. Early in the broadcast, they mentioned something about how like, you know, he's not there as often as the other guys, but he's finished before. And he's, uh, he has the reputation that he doesn't blink in the face of the big guns. And he absolutely didn't. He fulfilled that, uh, I don't know if you would say prof- prophecy, but that uh, proclamation about his game through that day. So I agree with you. It was uh, it was enjoyable. My mom had the winning ticket, so I was kind of cheering for Scheffler. I'm, uh, I'm I don't know, man. I'm I'm starting to think with the way we've seen things here lately. Like my betting style, I'll find some underdogs here and then, but 
I might have to start leaning more towards the top 10 to 15 players in the field. Yeah. Seems like we're having a, a wave of big winners. Not, not like not not winning by big, but you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the winners are the big dogs. They're the favorites. They're the expected winners. It's kind of, well, I think it wasn't last year kind of that way too. Yes. Yes. And I had a bad year betting last year and I'm thinking it's time to maybe make an adjustment. My adjustment and lineup setting has been very fruitful thus far. So maybe it's time to take a different approach at the book. Or maybe we just need uh, Mrs. Adams to be making the uh, betting. The bets right. I just need a trailer. She hit Rom yeah. already this year. That's her second winner this year. Yeah. I, I think I've hit one golf bets, one winner in years I've been allowed to bet. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's time for Mrs. Adams to uh, give us her pick because she's doing better than I am. My top 20 on Charlie Hoffman, Cash Skeeter. Nice. And by the way, because I know we, we are about to talk Genesis Open, we're uh, taking a little bit longer look back because it's the People's Open. My, I don't know if it's my favorite tournament. It's certainly one of them. Um, I did a lot of driving back and forth from different places this weekend, and uh, I was listening on the PGA Tour channel on SiriusXM, mm-hmm. and be, I guess just because it was the wasted management, I, that was actually a Freudian slip. I didn't mean to call it wasted. Because it was the waste management, there were Charlie Hoffman commercials. I heard one at least once a day while driving, oh. uh, talking about recycling, the three ways to make yourself a better recycler. Um, and as I'm driving to the Super Bowl party Sunday while we're listening to the end of the waste management – I'm like freaking out, telling my girlfriend, be quiet, be quiet, listen, listen. So she must think I'm insane because I made her listen to a Charlie Hoffman waste management recycling commercial. But somehow or another, she understood it. You almost need to contact somebody at TBC Scottsdale or WM Waste Management and see if they have like a Charlie Hoffman WM poster that you uh, you could purchase or if they would send you one. What about a bobblehead in those green and yellow oh, WM logoed pants? There we go. He wore those on su- or Saturday when he got off to the birdie birdie start to get started. But Skeeter, anything further from the waste management as I'm just going on and on like a buffoon? I don't have anything. All right, well, let's talk Genesis because this, Skeeter, as big as last week was, this tournament might be bigger given the news that Return to the field is Tiger Woods. We're not getting to the field yet, but when you talk about this tournament, he's hosting it, and he's making his return, his first uh, competitive action in a non-major in like a year and a half. This is big time, so this tournament is going to be massive. It's the Genesis Open, uh, Pacific Palisades, North L.A. It's par 71, 7,300-plus yards. Skeeter, we know, uh, I mean, we already mentioned it's kind of a comp with Augusta. This field is, uh, again, another major field. When we look at the tournament, and the statistics, the type of player we're trying to pick out, what is it we're after? Yeah, so it's a, it's a fun little tournament because I think the most interesting hole here is the shortest par 4, 10. You know, that little poster stamp of a green, like, you can make anything from 2 to 7. Like, it's just, it causes great chaos. One's a very easy par 5 off the tee, so... That's, you know, you can get a good start if, you know, you can get a good start either way. And then after 10, there's a par 5 on 11. But um, it plays, there's some sneaky length in here. A lot of the par 4s are between 450 and 500. So I'm going to look at distance. We're going to look at par 4s from that range. The approach, uh, usually on there. Birdie, I'm going to look at birdies and I'm also going to look at bogeys because I think the cut here has always been over par. So, you know, we're not going to see minus three be the cut. It's probably going to be one over, two over, something that if weather picks up could be worse than that. So we've seen some bad weather here throughout the years. Proximity from 150 plus will be something I look at. And then 
three-pointer points, because these are large greens. They could be a little bit tricky. And, you know, do you, um, the sixth hole is that weird par three with a bunker right in the middle of the green. Which I'm never going to be in favor of. Uh, probably not my favorite, but I'm not as opposed to it as you are. I mean, wait, wait, one of your other favorite tournaments has a bunker in the middle of the green, Valero. It's just because my man can play that tournament really well. I mean, I guess that in theory has to make it one of my favorite. I mean, but yes, I just don't like the greens with. I don't like donuts, man. Well, what am I doing? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me retract. I love donuts. I don't necessarily like them uh, on my like football scorecard. I guess you can't have them on your golf scorecard. I'd like to get close there. I don't like donut greens, man. I like. Uh, come on, make it two tiered. Do something. I just don't. What give? So you're. T I don't like bunkers and greens, dude. I'm never gonna get over that. No, I'm fine with that. In fact, I do kind of like the two tier green. Like even like I think was it nine, eight or nine at Augusta is like the three tier green. Like yeah. There, I remember years ago, a few years ago, Tiger was up on the top tier and had to put down two tiers down to the bottom, and he let, of course, in Tiger fashion, leg putt this like sixty five foot two tier putts within like two feet. Just a great putt. So, yeah, you can't do that with a, a bunker in the middle of the green. No, in fact, you might have to make the old superintendent mad by pulling out the old sandwich to uh, to get over it. Yeah, but I will. I will uh, figure out a way to enjoy this golf tournament anyway. Yeah, you know what? This always this is the tournament I seem to have been able to watch throughout the years. It's a President's Day weekend. We've had some. I've had some snow days in the past fall right around here where I just haven't felt well. So. Yeah, I feel like I've watched a lot of this tournament. Like one year, I felt like I watched all four days from like start to finish. So, I feel like I mean, I feel like I've watched this. I don't know if it's ever helped me really in DFS, but um, yeah, it's one I will certainly be watching. Of course, there's no football prep anymore, so maybe that's part of the reason why too. It's going to be a rainy day here in the Midwest, at least in Greater Cincinnati on Thursday. A year ago, I was leaving uh, this area while people were showing up for the Genesis. I will be happy to reminisce about my vacation a year ago by, by by probably staring at my television all day Thursday. Skeeter, hopefully I've got some good lineups by the time Thursday ends, if not by the time Sunday ends, but we'll get to that point. Uh, anything else from the course that we're looking for uh, other than, you know, the removal of donut holes? <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Again, you mentioned Tiger's back, which would be a big deal. And, oh, yeah. You know, this. what's, what's also interesting is I wonder in, in the upcoming years, especially 2028, if you see more internationals play here, because in 2020, I believe this is the Olympic sites for the Summer I, Olympics. I'm I'm not 100% sure of that, but I'm pretty sure that that's accurate, uh, that yes, that is. Isn't the U.S. Open this year at the L.A. Country Club? That is correct. Okay. I knew there was a split, so yeah, I think that means Riviera is hosting the Olympics. 28. That'll be a, man, that'll be a reason to go out there for uh, another year. Maybe this, hopefully the Super Bowl is not there that year. I'm certain it's not if the Olympics are. Well, I don't know. What do I, mean, I think? The Olympic tournament's not going to be the week after the Super Bowl like Riviera is. Like, they're just going to host it that week. Skeeter, I'm going to stop thinking about 2028 for a second. got to worry about 2023 first. That's correct, Amundo. Well, Skeeter, are you ready to get into this field? Yep. Let's do it. I mean, it's another big one, as uh, you would expect. Uh, most every big dog in it again. Starts at the top, John Rahm, 11-1. Scotty Scheffler's 10-7. Rory McIlroy's 10-5. Justin Thomas is 10-1. Skeeter, that's your 10K plus tier, those four. Who's your favorite? I think I'm just going to go right back to Justin Thomas. Like He struggled putting throughout the week, but 
Then he started. He made a little bit of a charge on Sunday, not on the back nine. Not that he was going to catch them. He was too far back, and it wasn't like Scheffler and Taylor were going to fall to the field. Rom kind of did a little bit, but um, Justin Thomas also pretty, and by pretty, I mean really good history here for not winning. Like he's got uh, what three top five, three top tens the past five years. Mm-hmm. Showing a little bit of form. Like sometimes that's one of the things I like is somebody who played well on Sunday down the stretch, coming back. He's not going to rank very well in short-term... I mean, I'm sorry, longer-term models. Like He's not great at bogey avoidance in that time, not great with one of the proximities, not great at three-putt avoidance. But he seems to play this course well. He seems to be kind of be rounding into form a little bit. I've not looked at his number at the book. If it's, again, if it's 20 to 1 or greater, I will be t- partaking here. But there's a lot of people I like in this kind of mid-range in the 9s and even, you know, t- JT at 10 1 that I don't, you know, Rom Scheffler, Rory, perfectly fine. Get it? I just don't know if that's the structure I want to play this week. No, I'm not. I haven't looked across the board, but I see 16 to one right now where I first looked for JT. Um, but better odds than Finau and uh, Schauffele, who are behind him in pricing here. So, for what it's worth, I guess I got to go with Rory. I know that it wasn't great this past week, but he had been playing exceptional before that. I'll take uh, I'll take a little flyer on Hay. He had to get here. It was a 73 on the first day, two over par, and then he started to find his way a little bit from there. And Rory has an exceptional history here. I have this. I don't know if this is, you know, I like to just concoct stories in my head. If I were Rory McIlroy, dude, I would do everything I can to win the Masters. And I I know that that's easier said than done. But I would be sculpting my game around being a Masters champion. What is it that I need to do? What is Where can I refine my game here and there? And I know he had a great round last year in the final round, even though he didn't win. Um, so it's not like he's that far off, but this is a course comp. Um, so I don't know if that really has any reason to why I want to play him here, but it would only help. And he has a great history here. Maybe he gets forgotten given the fact that he's the one of these four who wasn't really competing at the leaderboard last week, too. And that's a fair point. I've not looked at ownership yet. I suppose I could pull that up here as we talk here on a Monday night right before you get to go do your first best ball football draft of 2023. That's right. I'm excited. I've already got my rankings. Um, No, Rory and JT, two uh, most popular in this tier. And huh, so Rory, much for not being popular. Rory looks like he might be early on the most popular. All right, so much for trying to catch an edge there. I know. Like, hey, the, the DFS golf crowd has gotten pretty sharp. Yeah, it certainly has. Uh, there's a reason I'm not a millionaire, right? <laughs> yeah, you can't sneak anybody through. Who are you going with number two if you don't go with JT, uh, if you do happen to pick another one? Again, I don't think I'll be in this tier much, but it probably would be Rory. Like, over 24 rounds, he's number one in distance, opportunities gain, top ten, top, yeah, top six, par five strokes gain, par four, so 500. Birdies are better approach, like, just consistency and, he's going to wake up here one of these days and it might be the time to be a little early, but he'd be my second choice. But as I said, I don't know if I'm going up here beyond JT. So here's the deal. My number two is pick your poison. I, I don't really yeah. have one. I'm going to say JT because he's the cheapest. Cause like I was goofing that I'd say, I just played the same lineup as I played last week, played three. I had one, uh, five out of six that, uh, $8 lineup cash for 30. So covered all my entries last week. I'm serious if I might play that same lineup. If I can, it was JT and Xander were my two big dogs. So I'll put JT number two because he's cheaper than Rom, but it could be Rom, I'm telling you. 
Yeah, yeah. I think two through four are definitely not definitive for me. It's just kind of if you have a preference for any one of them, go ahead. Um, yeah. Rom maybe would be the fade just because eleven one. I mean, there, there's some guys I like in low sevens, even some guys who I have at least starting to sixes, but. I mean, this is a hundred. I mean, it's a what a hundred thirty-five person field. So, again, a little more, a little less than half will make the cut. But you almost have to expect a win on Rom, and for as good as he's been, I don't think he's had the best history here. At least to to where I'd want to pay, I'd want to pay that premium on Rom. Good, really good, not great. Twenty-first, fifth, seventeenth, and ninth. Yeah. So really good, but not great. Kind of the point I made last week with Rom is if he doesn't win at his high price, is he worth it? Like if Rom finishes 10th, I mean, Rom's not going to say it was the worst tournament he ever had, but he wasn't worth the the price, right? So, well, perspective here, he, you need him if Scheffler, Rory, JT, and a couple of these upper nines miss the cut or nobody, or their best, the best one in that group's like T27, then you might need Rom. Okay. But I also don't think Scheffler, Rory, or JT or Xander are missing the cut. So I'm fading Rom. I could find myself playing him if I was sitting there with the money and it was just like, yeah, why not? But I'm going to say he's my fade. I do not have a fade out of these four. Yeah, I really don't either. All right, man. Let's take a look at that 9K tier then because it's a pretty good one as well. Shoffle is 99. Homa, 97. Finau, 95. Sung JM, 94. Morikawa, 93. Sam Burns, 91. Cantlay is 9K even. Skeeter, where are you going in this tier? Who's your favorite? Oh, the, I, uh, Do I have one favorite? I don't know. I have five of the seven guys starred right now. And Understandably. Think, and there's a sixth one I think I could justify, but I can't play them all. If you're going to make me pick one, give me the California boy, Max Homa, who... Was it last year he won here or two years ago? Two years ago. Last year was Neiman. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, Neiman. Right away. But Homa has won four times in California? Out of six uh, career wins, maybe? Let's see. He won Fortinet. He Twice, won. I think. That's brewing. And then he won, what, AT&T, was it? No, he, no, he won Farmers. Or Farmers, whatever. That's in California still. I mean, wrong tournament. I'm sorry, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Who won AT&T? Didn't the vamp- vampire win that one? Oh yeah, that's right. That money. <laughs> You're right. He has won for it twice. Oh, back to back. Okay. Yeah, because I think they, I think they said yesterday on the broadcast, Scheffler is the third def- champion to defend a title this year already. So Homo had four in that. I don't. I honestly do not know who the third one was. I would not. Know. I'd have to go. Yeah, like I'd have to dig into it. Okay. Also, Homa. Well, there's another comp course here. Which Rory has won at, which ooh, Bubba won there. Quail Hollow. Which is one of Homa's two wins outside of California, that's one of them. Yeah, yeah, he's won it twice. So he has the comps here. Uh JT, by the way, won at Quail Hollow, he won a PGA championship there. So that's right. something else to, to factor. But Homa just continues to play well. You know, I don't know what his Florida history is, but this might be the last chance to kind of use him for a little bit. Um, number one par fours, 450 to 500, fourth and birdies are better. Ranks top half in every other single category I'm looking at. Great course history, three top tens the past three years, including a win. Hasn't missed a cut in his four appearances here. 9,700, I would expect him to get some steam, but, you know, I think it's justified. 
He's going to be popular. I think there were shirtless people with his name painted on them at the 16th on Saturday. Uh, but I don't know how he wouldn't be your favorite here. He's my favorite, too. Um, I mean, we just talked about it. four wins in the state already. Uh, he's won this tournament before. He backed up his win with a 10th last year, so it wasn't like a fluke with a fifth year before it. Um, Colt knows just, I know Colt's got to be friends with him, but you watch the broadcast and he talks about how home is going to be world number one soon, that the only thing lacking from his resume now is the major championship and that he's got no holes in his game. I mean, I think he's going to be crazy popular. He's become a very popular player, both I think DFS wise and just on tour, but I don't see how you could not have him your favorite here. He's going to, he's got, if you're playing cash games, he's got to be in. I don't play cash games. I'm still going to have him in. Right. I can see why because there's there's some pretty good plays here as well. So you're right about that. Who's your number two? Are you are you want me to give you a number two since you gave since I piggybacked your one? Oh no, you, yeah, go ahead and give your two. I have my two, but I have a couple others after that. So go ahead. A couple guys I like, but coming off of a pretty good weekend, I got to go back to Xander, whose course history here is yeah. really good, and it looks like he's healthy, and it just feels like he's getting ready to burst out too. I'm a fan, so maybe I'm trying to push that to fruition, but. I'm certainly hopeful. Xander, for me, at 9,900, I'll get right back on the horse. Yeah, he he's on my list, too. I think he's three for me in this tier. Um, fifth in bogey avoidance, fourth in par fives. Again, another one who ranks no worse than 37th in any key stats I'm looking at this week. So I think that is a very nice trend. Um, I went with another guy who has a good course history, who I think might be playing a little bit better right now. And, you know, all he's done this year is 7th, 16th, 9th, and 14th. You already mentioned him how he's a shorter price than JT, but yet he's 600 cheaper than Tony Fino. Um, everything except approximately for 200 plus over 24 rounds, he's really good at. Really excels in opportunities gained, birdies are better, bogey avoidance approach, and par five strokes gained. Like we've seen him lose. He lost to home in that playoff two years ago. I think did he catch a bad break? The ball was like behind a tree or something. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact. No, was that Tone? That, that might have been Finau that caught that, or yeah. I mean, uh, Homa caught that bad break. Oh, and he was. And they to... ended up, but, yes. but Finau couldn't make putts. That's right, because because yeah. I had Homa. This was the second time I cashed a winner against a Fina against Finau in a playoff because I also had Webb against Finau uh, at Waste the year before. But yeah, so Homa got a bad break on that like short par four or whatever, and had to like squirt it out, but ended up still tying uh, Finau on that hole. I think because right, didn't Finau miss a like a eight footer or some some shortish putt on 18 that that forced the playoff he did what used to be Finau's classic finishing maneuver before yeah. uh he broke through yes but again i mean even when i look at recent events his irons are on fire he's only lost off the tee once and that was a half a stroke at the american express and so we don't know how accurate that was putter has been i mean been a little iffy the past two weeks but he's not bleeding a ton of strokes like at 9500 he makes for a nice start to a lineup or a perfect second person in. There's a couple other names here that I think I would consider too. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like home. I like Shawflay. I'd like to get your opinion on one Patrick Cantlay, who I believe is a California guy as well. And good history here. Really good history here, but didn't play good last week. Can you get you, can you just ignore that? Yeah. I mean, he missed a cut on the number 26 Americans for 16th century. So he hasn't found that peak form, and right now there's some guys around him who are playing a little bit better. So uh, he's he's another one I have starred. He's you know not going to be super popular, but 
he makes sense. Okay, just curious. Who are you fading here? I don't. I don't know if I have a fade again in this tier. I mean, By the way, I also have some J that I'm kind of looking at because he just. I'm interested in him. He's been. He's like ready to bust through with another win. I think too. Yeah. Um. I don't. I forget his history here, but all he's done the past three weeks: 18th, fourth, and sixth. Approach the Irons have been there. Off the tee's been a little bit of a struggle, so that might be a little concerned. The putter's been running a little hot, so that's good. But he, I mean, he. I mean. Once you get below, hold on. Actually, no, sorry. Once you get below Finau, the rest of this 9K is not going to be real popular. But my fade, my fade, I guess, will be Sam Burns. Like, I think he did make a little bit of a run last week. But, you know, he's one of, you know, yeah, he finished sixth in 11th of the American Express. So he's actually not playing bad. But he's really? going to like to target a little more towards uh, the East Coast, the South. Like, we're about to head to Florida. I think that's where I'm more like to target him. Like, Morikawa's my six. Like, I can play Morikawa on certain weeks. I just don't like him compared to everybody else around here. But that's, again, not a knock on Morikawa. Just, I think, how strong this 9K section is. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have a total fade. I was kind of looking at Sam Burns and Morikawa myself. I mean, the truth of the matter is I'm not I'm not going to play them all because I'm going to that three-lineup move again. But I'm not sure that I have a hard fade. Morikawa is kind of the name that was in my mind, though, just because I know he wasn't playing – Great, you're talking about big greens. Well, when he doesn't play great, a lot of times it is that putter that fails him. So seems like it's easy to fade him in this tier this week. But he is a California guy. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with Morikawa. Sure. 8K, Skeeter, you ready for him? Yep. It's Victor Hovland at 89, Cam Young 88, Willie Z at 87, Jordan Spieth 86, Tom Kim 85, Jason Day 84, Matthew Fitzpatrick 83, Hideki's 82, Hatton's 81, Justin Rose and Adam Scott, 8K even each. Skeeter, where are you going? Who's number one for you? Oh, boy. Um, you know, he's back. I, I think we have to admit he's back. Jason Day, 8,400. I didn't know what to do with him last week and uh, because I was you know scared about lack of course history, but yep. I'll, I'll go ahead and admit it. I'm with you. Same thing here. Like Jason Day doesn't have a good course history, but over the past 24 rounds, number one bogey avoidance. He's fifth in three-point avoidance, seventh in a par fours from 45500. Good approach, good birdies are better, good proximity from 150 to 175. He's not giving himself many opportunities, but he's still making a lot of birdies. Like, look, he's playing better. Let's be honest. He's playing better than Tom Kim right now. He's better than Jordan's playing better than Speed, better than Zalatoris, probably better than Cam Young, better than Hovland. Hovland's history is probably pump- pumping him up here a little bit, but like, Jason Day probably should be a little higher. I think you're getting a little discount and good value on a guy who's been playing really well. And, you know, I think it's time we need to kind of, if, if he's if he's not going to be very popular because of course history, let's see. Yeah, I mean, he's 13%, so he's kind of mediocre. Like, fine with me. I'll go there. I, I mean, I like course history. I might wait a little bit more than others sometimes, but that's this is not going to scare me away from him. Um, you mentioned Tom Kim. He's in this tier. I forgot to bring this up to you before we got started. I don't know if you saw on Saturday, he was the player that wore the earbuds on the uh, par five with the uh, broadcast. Oh, I did not. Um, so his caddy used to be Ricky Fowler's caddy. He was paired with Ricky Fowler. I mean, dude, the kid just continues to endear himself to golf fans. They were talking about the broadcast. So for, he missed his eagle, but he hits driver five iron to within 
five feet. He missed the putt, so he made birdie. But like while he's while he's goofing on TV, he's he's getting eagle good looks at eagle on the PGA Tour. And then he's as they're after the second shot, he's like, yeah, we're having a great time. He's like, but you know, Rory's or not Rory, I'm sorry, Ricky's talking to his uh, you know, my my caddy, his old caddy. He's like, I have to try not to be the jealous new girlfriend. And it's like, <laughs> damn. First of all, hilarious line. Like, dude, your English is perfect. I mean, he is uh, he is certainly endearing himself to. I don't know that I'm gonna use him this week, but uh, it was a wonderful spot once again. The uh, mic'd up on the course was amazing. Yes, and yeah, I think you and I have somebody else in this 8K tier who we we are demanding at some point gets mic'd up. But, uh, Maybe I'll just make him my favorite since there well, were two other seconds. players besides Jason Day. When you said we have to admit that he's back, I think there's two other players in this tier that probably can carry that same yes. thing. Um, and one of them is Hatton. Now, I don't know if Hatton was exactly gone. He didn't have a great year last year, but we saw him play very good once again last week. And if he can attack the top of leaderboards, I mean, I, I don't know if he can be world number one. He's a guy who could win a major. It doesn't mean he's going to, but I think in this type of field, he's, he's a guy that has the ability, uh, the game to be at the top of the leaderboard come the end and the price tag 8,100. No surprise. I'll be on Tiro Hatton. Well, let's face it. If he's going to win a major, it's probably going to be the open. Yeah. Or or some sort of American Lynxy style PGA championship. Yeah, I could see him win a PGA like back when it was a Q. I could see his game playing there. Yes. If Whistling Straits, if they didn't play it out to 7,800 yards, I think he would be live there. Even though his driving distance is not bad. He's a 38th in driving distance, so that's not bad. But good opportunities, good bogey avoidance, good approach. Number one, that par four range from 450 to 500. Yes, I will be on Hatton. I mean, the vampire, we have to admit he's back too, don't we? Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if you were going there, but I was like, no matter who, if he's talking of any of those three, I'm with him. Yeah. Um. Again, he's just not going to rate out real well longer term models. And what is his history here? Um. Well, we know he's been good at Augusta. And I'm trying, I'm piggybacking okay, that a little 50, bit too much. But... He hasn't played here in a couple of years, but 56th, 4th, and 16th, last three appearances. So he's been fine. Um. At AK, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think, you know, if I'm playing my 8K golfer, it's, you know, Mr. Course History here, Mr. Tournament here is Adam Scott's. Like, it seems like it doesn't matter what his form is. He, there's some about Riviera he loves, and of course he's won at Augusta twice, so that should not be a surprise. Like, another one's just not going to rate out real well, of course, any stats, but he's getting some buzz because of his great tournament history here. Uh, Two-time winner, 2005-2020, but he also hasn't missed a cut since 2016 with Four top tens, three top fives, including a win, 11th. Like, you don't put the course history narrative in AK, Adam Scott certainly fits that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Jordan Spieth is fun to watch. He's got decent course history. I think he's, at his price, he's got to be in consideration, too. Not on him. I get it. I, I'm just, I'm not on him. Mm, that's fair. Anybody else in the pros? You got to fade for me. I mean, Hovland's course history here is good. Like, it's so funny he's not won on mainland mainland USA yet. It's like, but this feels like a course Hovland should be well. He likes those tougher. It feels like he likes those tougher courses. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Um, my fade here is Alatoris, even though I might have drafted him number one in our league. Um, he just hasn't been real consistent coming back off the back injury, like. He was good at Century, but since then, 36 American Express missed the Farmer's Grant. He missed on a number, so not the worst missed cut in the world. But, you know, there's just people cheaper than him that I think are playing better. And, I'll, you know, I'm not ready to play Zalatoris yet. And 
Right, maybe let's look. Let's get this number for the Masters to float up, and then I can take advantage of. You know, can we get a forty or fifty on Willie Z at the Masters? I will take advantage of that one. Um, I'm probably not going to play him either. My fate, I guess, is Matthew Fitzpatrick. I'm not opposed to him wholeheartedly, but the names right around him. I mean, I just claimed Hatton and Day as two of my faves. Hideki Matsuyama has a good history. Like maybe it's just time that uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick just doesn't fit with the names around him. All of which I like better. So not necessarily anti Fitzpatrick, just like every guy around him better. Well, it's also hard to play Fitzpatrick at a course that's not known as the Country Club. Well, you're right about that. That's sort of the only place he wins in the U.S. But hey, he's won a USM and a U.S. Open, so I mean, good for he's him. got a resume a lot of people would kill for. I I wouldn't complain about that. Amen to that. You ready to take it to the seven Ks? Yep. Skeeter, I don't know what I'm going to do down here. I'm certainly going to dig into your information first, but I'm not even joking when I tell you that the names I'm looking at are about the same as they were a week ago. What are you doing here in 7K? Um, First of all, I don't really have a definitive 7K guy that I'm like, oh, yes, I like. I mean, some of my guys are here. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to see if there's... Try to justify one guy. Actually, let me check one more thing. You know what? I don't need much justification. I don't know what he's been like overseas. But dang it, he's 19th in my model over the past 24 rounds. He's 4th in 3 part of points, 4th in part of 4, 450 to 500. Good proximities, good approach. You know what? I don't need much of an excuse. Tommy Fleetwood. All right, I'm not necessarily on him, but I'm not going to be. Uh, I'm not going to be the Debbie Downer and tell you not to. What has old Tom? I mean, look, I don't need much of a reason to play Tommy. Tommy missed on the number last week. At Phoenix or over? Last week at Phoenix. What? I'm not sure. I remember he? So there's nothing. There's nothing particularly bad about that for me. I'm not sure. I remember him? He was in the field, of course. Also, well, this is bad then because he. You know whose name I saw pop up at some point? And I was like, I didn't even know he was in the field. Frankie. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, those are your guys. You're Mr. Mollywood, bro. I know. I'm a little disappointed in myself. Um, That's okay. Yeah, Tommy was... hasn't had exactly the best start to 2023. Uh, 38 at Abu Dhabi, 39th at the Hero Dubai, and then miscut at Phoenix. I'm never holding anybody uh, too angrily at missing on the number. No. Skeeter, I mean, I, dude. I'm going right back to Keegan Bradley. He strikes the ball so well. I know he was T20 last week. I don't know. T20 at 7,700, I'd probably take again. He's had decent course history here. It's not great. It's okay. That was kind of his case last week. Keegan Bradley's on fire, man. I'm not stepping away from him right now. So I'll just continue to ride this hot hand. He'll be in my uh, first lineup for sure. Okay. Yeah, I he was not one that I had looked at, but you know, kind of digging down. Good. I mean, he's he's gained he's gained the past two tournaments in all four of the main categories off the tee approach around the green putting. Um, couldn't gain seven strokes putting at Farmers. Oh, good grief! Um, Keegan starts rolling the rock, dude. You better look out. That second, I'm telling you, I was thinking about him yesterday. Like you, you're talking about getting a major a number for the Masters. Like Keegan at the players because he doesn't. He's right now. If he can putt, he has no other weaknesses. I don't know. I'm thinking about Keegan at the players, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Right, but you don't need to advance bet him unless you think he's going to win. Because sure. who's rushing to go bet Keegan? Me, because I'm a loser. Okay, besides <laughs> you, who's right? <laughs> Maybe loser's not the right term, no. but you know what's hey, up. We all have our own uh, golfers at our fault. Don't worry, I got some coming up. But yeah, 
the only issue here is he's not been very good recently at the Genesis, and he's losing most of his strokes putting. Like, he lost seven tenths of his stroke last year. That's fine. Two years ago, he lost nearly five. Three years ago, five and a half. Like, his putter has he's not enjoyed the Genesis greens. Yeah, I'm still going to roll with him at that price tag, my man. Um, and, I mean, while we're at it, I'll just continue to roll Ricky Fowler, who was, was in the best lineup last week, too. He was the next name I was going to mention. Like, Sure. He's back. I mean, again, at some point we just have God, to... God, I hope so, man. Now, now, will he ride the roller coaster? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, because an ace yesterday and what proceeds to go bogey-bogey. So, I mean, that's just... You know, the old traditional... Um, getting 11 for three holes and being even par with one five, five, um, that, that three stretch hole of par pl- paid better in DraftKings than any other three stretch. There was, I promise you. Yeah. You'd rather go. Yeah. You'd rather go hole in one Eagle, you know, with the Eagle bogey bogey than three straight pars. Absolutely. But, um, Ricky's irons are really good right now off the tee, kind of an inconsistent. Um, his putter gaining four, Four strokes party the past two weeks at Phoenix and Farmers. So, you know what? Right the hot hand. Like, he's playing well. Like, he's tough to ignore. Who else you like? Oh, boy. Um, guys, I'm always going to consider Siwoo Kim. Um, he's wild, but I know he's played well here in the past. Wyndham Clark's going to get a lot of attention because the driving distance angle. He actually rates out decently well there. So, course history is nice, too, dude. He's on my radar. Okay. I guess everyone's. Uh, he is, yes, the most popular 7K golf. <laughs> of course. Um, I mean, maybe wrong Canadian, but Adam Hadwin's contended here before. and Dude, okay. absolutely. Uh, he was in my lineup last week. I'm riding that hot hand, too. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Go right ahead. Uh, K.H. Lee, did he have a run here? K.H. Lee, potentially. I don't know. Let me, I'll find that out for you. Uh, he has, yes, KH Lee's got a nice course history over the last four years. 26, 66, 13th, and 25th. Why do I feel like he had a 54-hole lead at some point here? I mean, to finish 13th, he certainly could have. In 2020. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. Did he maybe just have, like, a bad final I don't know. I might be making that up. I don't know. Um. We've watched a lot of golf. It's easy to get them mixed together. And let's be honest, my, my memory is not as good as it uh, maybe once was. So, um, But it's once as good as it might. Well, never mind. That's a bad country reference song. Just forget I said anything. Terrific. Um, <laughs> all right. What it rings out well stat-wise, not off to the best start this year. 28th at Abu Dhabi, missed at Dubai, missed at Phoenix, which, again, I forgot he was even in the Phoenix field. Shane Lowry, like seventy four hundred, feels a little underpriced on him. Has good par five, good opportunities gain, good approach. Maybe not the best birdie maker, but everything else from twenty four rounds actually does kind of stick out a little bit for him. I'm sure shorter term models, he's probably not. Yeah, he's not very good over short term. But if you want to play a long term narrative, Shane Lowry, his course history is limited, not good. But I, I thought the same thing. So I wrote his name down as well. The price just seems like. You gotta take a peek at it, but maybe the more I look at it, I'm like, well, maybe that's how the price got there. But nope, Shane Lowry's certainly a name at that price. I'm not gonna just ignore without taking a look at it. You know, if I'm looking at the proximity ranges here, Taylor Moore jumps out on all three of the prox or the two proximities in the par four, four fifty, five hundred. I think he's been playing a little bit better recently as well. 
Um, yeah, 11th at Farmers, 15th at Pebble, 14th at WM. So, I mean, I, off the tee and approach numbers have been good. Um, around the green has been fine putting. It's just kind of been, yeah, whatever. So, and then just other guys that will kind of quickly. I mean, Kenny Yama's in the field, so I'll probably use him. Gosh, I like him scoring-wise. Like, he just, he's what I just need to bet first-round leader every single week. He gives himself plenty of opportunities. Whether or not the putter works is a different story. Uh, another, you know, I'll go with, well, he'll be the first of my Illinois guys, uh, U University of Illinois. Dietry at 7,100, he rates out pretty well as far as the par four, three putt avoidance and bogey avoidance. And then if, if you're looking at recent form, um, I would think he would fit, let me see, where's he at? He's about, he's slightly above average distance wise. Scott, Scott Stallings, 15th at AT&T. Yeah, he's been playing good. 23rd at WM. Putter sucks, but his iron's right there and is scrambling pretty good. I think I saw him miss a short putt at some point this week, too. Well, it's mean, funny lost, you say that. He's <laughs> lost strokes putting in his last three events, but nothing more than 1.3. So it's not like he's been an object failure there. You uh, you kind of hit some of the other names I was looking at, some that I didn't. Uh, um, but yeah, Hadwin. Corey Connors, I don't know if you mentioned him, is a name that I'll pay attention this to here. It feels too long of a course for Corey Connors. Okay, I could understand that. Um, and I, then you know, I hope he plays Honda next week because that feels like that'd be a nice course for him. I think he was in the content in contention last year, wasn't he? Was he with the like Shane Lauer group that that rain hit? I could be wrong, but I thought he was. Yeah, I don't remember. A, uh, no, he missed. He would fifty ninth to twenty eighteen missed cut. Maybe you're thinking. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Never mind. Wrong Canadian. <laughs> Potentially, well, I don't know. To relive the Mac Hughes. Well, who knows? Uh, you didn't mention Bo Hostler though, my man, and. Uh, I'm going to take a peek at Bo. He's had two top 15s in a row. He's done okay here. He's kind of one of my little pseudo sleepers for the season this year. Good off the tee. Approach, yeah, slightly below average. Um, putter, actually, which is usually his strength. Yeah, been okay. All right. I don't hate it. I don't know that I have anything else in 7K. Uh, again, now this is a, a shorter list of guys that I'm normally looking at. But uh, I'm sticking with the three lineup thing, man. It's 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 early on, but it's working for me. So I'm not playing as many guys. I'm not digging into the Brendan Steeles with his decent course history, like kind of a cash gamey play. I'm not digging to those guys this week. Well, that's fair. Who are you fading? All right. I'm going to fade this guy because he hasn't played very well here. It's a guy I never get right. So there you go. There you go. Just go bet. Just go bet him because who has a tendency to pop up and win at these premier events every now and then like whether it's what match play i think he might have won he, i think he won memorial it's billy horschel like talk about a guy i just can't get rights like the weeks i fade him he does well the weeks i play him he doesn't do very well that's why i drafted him the season long last year i don't think i got him this year but you know billy horschel just not a good history and just not rating statistically very well he'll be my fade which means he'll win <laughs> skeeter i'm not gonna say it am i that guy at 7,300 hasn't played in a while. I mean, that's fair. I'm not going to play Tiger Woods. Do you think? What do you think his ownership's going to be? Well, right now it's calculated at 1.4%, but let's face it. All the casuals who are like, oh, hey, I won money on football. Oh, hey, Tiger's playing. Let me play a line of the Tiger. 7,300 Tiger. That's enticing. Just to be a part of it. Just so you can be a part of the like the, the the hoopla on Sunday that's probably not coming. Right. I mean, he yeah, I want to see a start out of him or two. And 
And this just does not feel like his course. Like, he's never won here. And if you remember, I mean, not at the Open, but when we saw him at the Masters, he was using a club. I know this was eight months, ten months ago now. Dude, we are getting so close to the players in the Masters again this year, by the way. Um, I know, but it was it was eight, eight months ago, ten months ago. But he was using a club as a crutch. I mean, can he walk this course? This is a really hilly course. Yeah. You would you would think that maybe his uh, rehab has gone along a little bit better, but the problem here is whatever he's gonna have to play one of these mornings, and we've seen kind of colder temperatures. Probably with all his uh, surgeries and things like that, probably not feeling real good in the body. So I think that is a concern. Like I'm surprised he's not playing like Honda, or maybe he'll show up at Bay Hill, which is another one he's dominated throughout the years. Like. Those Florida courses seem more like his style where he's at right now. They're flat. Yeah, they're it's a flat part of the country. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, I'll be happy to be wrong because it's cool. It's going to be fun, but I'm not playing him. So uh, he's here, my here. favorite. Can I, can I give you the D-Gen take here? Let yeah, certainly. Get, let him get into contention on Sunday so everybody's betting him so you get better numbers on whatever guy is, you know, opposed him, you know, who should be like two to one to win. But, yeah, he's like – Four and a half to one because Tiger's taking all the money. Goodbye, me. I'm okay with that. Right, but I mean, I mean, I'm just saying from a game theory perspective, I'll take the chance. But oh man, can you imagine if Tiger wins? It would be something. I mean, yeah, I could because there is nothing unimaginable when it comes to Tiger Woods. Quite frankly, you want to? You know who's really rooting for Tiger not to win? Uh, Greg Norman. I would say the Live Tour. You Do you know wanna... that Greg Norman's birthday was the day Tiger announced he was coming back I to play this tour? To you. Yeah, that was like, great. <laughs> you know that wasn't unintentional. Oh, that, no. Not to use a double negative, that was intentional. Oh, absolutely. Tiger, Tiger's not afraid to find a way to get motivated. Like, oh, okay, you want to do this? All right, Greg, here you go. Like, Tiger winning would just... Well, actually, you know what? That'd be an interesting theory question. And I don't know if you have time, because I know you got to end to go to a football draft. Would Tiger winning destroy Liv? Oh, I don't know. Did they have a TV event this week? Like, nobody's no. going to be watching anyway. No. Like, it would really kill them when they finally decided, hey, we're going to go ahead and spark up our CW coverage, and then that's the week Tiger's just going nuts. No, because no, <clears throat> Liv is at least smart. They're they're doing tournaments, The maybe some of the weaker events. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're next week at Honda, going up against Honda, like, you know they're always going to have a tournament opposite my favorite tournament, the John Deere Classic. First of all, how dare you for calling the Honda weaker event? It's one of my favorite tournaments. Well, just look at the. I field. think they all are this time of year, just because I get to watch all four days and I don't do anything about watch golf. Like every week, it's like I think this is my favorite tournament. Right. I said but, that now three weeks in a row. But, the, but let's think about it. they're now sandwiched <laughs> after two elevated events, and then week at, weeks after API or API and the players mm-hmm. like. They're just at a. They're the one in this new schedule just got absolutely hosed. Plus, the top players don't want to go play there because it's a tough court. PJ National is yes, it brutally is. tough. Yes, it is. No, you're right about that. It'll be interesting to see what that field looks like if we'll be uh, if it'll be like the AT and T all over again. Who's who's ready for 9500 Ricky there? I mean me. Yeah. Because if he because if he's winning on Sunday, I don't care. I don't care about anything else. I'll be so so fired up. Yeah, but Ricky's played. I mean, Ricky has won. I mean, the first ever one and done I hit was Ricky at Honda. So yeah. Um, all right, we got anything else from the seven Ks? Nope. All right. Well, I don't know if I'm going to six K. Like I really didn't last week. I did. I didn't have a Charlie Hoffman lineup. 
did you play Mark Hubbard? Because I think I might have got you onto him. I did play Mark Hubbard. That was a bad us. I think it was okay Thursday, but or, it was a it was a really good call. I mean, it just it didn't it wasn't the right or play. Maybe or maybe it was Thursday. I think he got wet. I think he was in part of the bad weather draw. Or yeah. But you know it happens. Um, so was the seagull though. The seagull played good in spite of that bad weather draw. I mean, seagulls are used to questionable weather, right? Great, great, great point. That is a great point. I don't know if that's true or not. It sounds good. You're, you're confirming it, so I appreciate that. Um, they certainly see a lot of wind. Yes. All right. I mentioned when I said Dietrich that he's he's a first, but not only University of Illinois golfer. I'm going to go with 6,900 Nick Hardy. Tenth in approach, good distance, good opportunities gained, good proximity from 200-plus, and also good par-4 player. The only thing that he kind of struggles with is bogey avoidance, which probably not great here. Proximity from 150 to 175, not great. But everything else, he kind of checks out a little bit well. And he's made this past three cuts, uh, 41st at Sony, 44th at Farmer, 41st at Pebble. So not exactly the top finishes you want, but he's making cuts. Irons are there, T you know, off the tee is good. If you can ever make a putt, that would be nice. But 6,900, I don't mind. He has some of the stat profiles, and his form is decent enough, question mark, to at least consider him. I didn't have a Jim Herman lineup either. Oh, shame on He me. was on the first page of the leaderboard on Saturday, too, that. man. Um, so I think this new this new three uh, $8 lineup thing, I'm going to also have to make like a – you know, either a $5 single with one of those, you know, when there are guys in the field. But they're not in the field this week, so I don't have to feel bad about not digging in the 6Ks. I don't think I'm digging in the 6Ks, but if I did, I mean, I guess Grayson Sig at 6,600 is kind of standing out to me. He's just missed one cut here uh, this calendar year. It hasn't been great, but it has, it's been pretty good. He was good before uh, the fall or in the fall, too. So I don't know. I mean, I look at a name like Cam Champ. Oh, he might fit this course, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's not playing so good. So I'm not like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to get into six K quite frankly. I don't think so. If I did Grayson Sig's a name, I got my eye on right now. I mean, champs won Fortinet. Max Holmes won Fortinet. So, you know, maybe there's something there. champs got the distance. I mean, he just doesn't have the game right now, but I no. think, I think what was it? Three M when he won, it was like, he just popped out of nowhere. Exactly. I'm not so sure. He could, I mean, he's a name I'd look at, but that'd be a 10 lineup kind of play for me. Not a two, not a three lineup kind of play. I'm not sure. Elevated events is his thing. Um, other guys that at least got my attention a little bit. Why did he get my attention? I have no idea. I randomly clicked on Brandon Woon. I don't see why. Uh, he was he was getting wooed at the tournament yesterday or two days nice. ago. No I mean, surprise. Because I'm playing $6,700 golfer. Just give me Sam Ryder, who at least fourth at Farmers, 20th at Phoenix. Like, yeah. he's in good form, good par four player, good three-putt avoidance, approach and birdies are there, and... Outside of par fives, driving distance, he's not the longest hitter. Everything else he does fine. Like, I, I can live with, if you're, if you're not great distance-wise, you got long irons. I can work with that. Um, Davis Riley, I don't know what his form is. Good approach, good at the proximity numbers. He seems to rate out decently well. I, I played Sunday Showdown. I don't think he ended up very good for me. But Dylan Fratelli, 37th the Farmers, 14th last week at Phoenix. He's been getting all four categories. I can go there at 6,500, and in my kind of flyer, and I don't, I'm going to sense I'm not the only one on, yes, okay, no, he's not as popular as I thought, good. 6,300, Callum Terran, ninth in driving distance, good proximity from 175 to 200, good three-part avoidance, eh, mediocre on some of the other things, not the best par five guy, but at 6,300, 
not a terrible number. What's his form been? Uh, we, we were paying a lot more for him recently. Yeah, 25th at Farmers. Was not good at Pebble. Was not good at Phoenix. So maybe it was part of the wrong wave. I don't know. Um, but 6300, he at least has a skill set that can play well here. I didn't mention James Hahn. I mean, his course history oh, is off God. the hook. Like, yes. where, where are you at with him at 6700? Uh, I think he'd be a... Why did he pop up for me? Um, James Hahn. Past winner with great course history. Yes, he does. Also, another one who has won a Quail Hollow. He might be a long shot bet for me this week, man. Maybe not a DraftKings lineup, but a long shot bet. Maybe really? a DraftKings lineup if I get there. Like, is he really going? Is James Hahn really going to win an elevated event? No, but it's 6,700 if he finished 40th and you were able to pack in, like, I don't know, Rory and right. Xander or right. Homa and Xander and, right. you know, more, well, not more cow, but you know, one of those other guys. Maybe, maybe that's the, that's what I'm the saying. Path. DraftKings makes sense. I'm not sure I'd bet him. Well, if I bet him as a long shot, I'd probably also like do top 10 or top 20 on him I too. Saying, I bet you get a decent top 20 on him. Yeah. That's where I'd be looking at him. Like when I go to those long shots, instead of the generally, I try, um, I'm starting, I'm also, this is all, this is still evolving trying to maybe get away from just the clean top fives and go to the top tens or top twenties. Cause those long shots, it'll still pay pretty good. I'm trying to look up Hans number. I mean, I'm scrolling a while. I mean, my guy, Nick Hardy's 300 to one. I'm not betting him at that. Um, Calum Terran, 350 to one. I'm not finding a phone. You know, this is a thrilling podcast. Anyway, we'll move on. I'll keep looking. It's no better than the Who Am I we did yesterday, Dan and I, for uh, the radio show, and like where you've got a listener trying to think about who the person they think it is, and I'm like, I don't have anything to say, but this dead air is not great. You know what? That was my first time ever on the Fantastic Show was years ago. I called in and won because I knew who the guy was. It was Clinton Portis. Oh, what a great dresser in the post game. Was he? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he used to dress up like... Like, he used to dress up, like, legitimately like he was going to a costume party. Oh, nice. Like, he dressed up really, really weird. Uh, James Hahn, I've got a 350 to 1. Oh, that's better than I got. I got 250 to 1. 350 to 1. No uh, other number right now. But I'm not looking. The uh, the, the DraftKings site, it just bogs up my phone. So I'm looking at the uh, Barstool app from Indiana. So Still still to be determined. But I bet you I get a piece of that, so. You got anything more from 6K? He's also 6 to 1 for a top 20, so. Um, like, that's what I'm talking about, dude. You throw 10 bucks on that, dude. That covers a lot of bets if that hits. You know, your other yeah. silly bets. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Nick so, Hardy, that's something I started looking at with Hubbard, with Seagull last week. Hey, your guy, uh, your your boy, uh, Mac Hughes, plus 650 for a top 20. Yeah. Mac Hughes really going to do anything here if we're, being, if we're being straight up with each other? No. No, next week's his tournament. Okay, that's kind of what I think too, man. What else you got? You got nothing else? No, I don't know. You got a um, fade for me? Sure, J.B. Holmes. I don't care if he's won here before. When was the last time he did anything? All right, well, he's a good Kentuckian. I would fade Brendan Todd. This is not a Brendan <laughs> Todd course, dude. At 6,800, I'm like, yeah, there's, yeah, this ain't a Brendan Todd course not to me, I don't col- think. Not a coastal course. Yeah, that's fair. Well, Skeeter? It was a little bit better again this week for me. Most of the money in my account, well, I say my account, my uh, my winnings in uh, one and done came from Xander this week. Yeah, it was good. It was good, not great. Yeah, like you're hoping to get a little better from him, but in a um, top tied top ten, yes. 
Yeah, but for, I mean, four hundred eighty-five thousand is not terrible. It's not. I moved up to two thousand six hundredth place, so oh, needless to say, of, I'm not so good. I'm still. just ahead of you, twenty-four thirty. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting at seven hundred forty-nine thousand nine hundred forty-five, and I think like last week, the approach this week, let's go big. You're not yep. going home. You're going big. You're not saving anybody once again. At least I don't think. When I look at the names at the top of the board, I mean, you said it earlier. When are you going to use Max Home again? He could be a very popular play, but he seems like a really logical one here. Yeah, yeah, I thought that earlier, and then, then I said, like, uh, you know what, I should use him one and done. Um, I will be between him and Justin Thomas. Okay. Like, Thomas also fits that narrative of, okay, feels like he should win. Some one of these tournaments here soon. I'm not sure where else I'm looking at because once I scroll down, I'm like, I don't think it's Jason Day territory. Like, I like Tyrrell Hatton. I'll probably throw a bet at him, but I don't know if he's my one and done play here this week. <sighs> Maybe Hideki. I'd say Hideki's probably about as far down the board as I'm willing to look. Would you use Adam Scott? If my answer to the next question is yes, then the answer to that question is yes. Are you going to use Adam Scott this year? If the answer to that question is yes, then yeah, you should. Pro- this is this is probably the week to use them, because how many more Scotty tournaments do you got? I mean, you're not going to use them at Augusta, right? No. So when else are you going to use them? That's a good question. Uh, Memorial, random other. Uh, I mean, you could you could use them at the players. He's one there. You're right. Um, I'm using Keegan at the players, dude. I don't know why I feel this Keegan at the players this year. Like, I don't know. I'd hit me yesterday. It's just some dumb thing I'm going to be on until it doesn't happen, by the way. <laughs> All right. Should we start? Things I did not think we would be talking about today. Keegan futures at the, at the uh, players' championship. <laughs> well, uh, you just never know where my gambling mind is going. Okay what, do you th- okay, what do you think his current odds are to win the players? Is he 80 to 1? I got 65. Okay. I don't think that gets any better unless, he, like you said, he wins between now and then. And I don't know that he's, he's winning this tournament. He's the same number as Hatton, Fleetwood, oh God, Tiger, Rose, Day, and Connors. Hatton at 60. That's not a bad number on Tyrrell Hatton right now, man. No, but again. It hasn't been that long that Hatton was a lot higher up on the odds board. Keegan, it has been a while, besides maybe one or two tournaments. right? He's just getting back into the groove after a long layoff of quality play. Hatton was playing top, like world class top notch golf not that long ago. Okay, so would you rather bet Keegan at sixty five or Adam Scott eating at the players? Keegan, I'm just I just kind of feel like my Adam Scott days are, are behind me. All right. Nothing against him. I like Adam Scott quite a bit. Would you take um, Would you take Ricky at a hundred? That sounds like something that could happen before too long. That might, you know, that might have to be because. That number, if he, I mean, he's been showing life. If he shows any life this week or if he goes wins Honda, there's not a chance he's 101. Yeah, there's not. That's one I'm interested in because, I mean, now I'm looking at the one-and-done site, not the odds that the book I go to, but he's only 50-1 to one right now at this tournament, at least per, uh, you know, the one-and-done website. Right. So that's half of those odds already. But, I mean, who else is going to be in the player's field that's not in this one? Nobody. And Ricky's had more success than the players. He's won. Okay, I see Ricky at eighty to one somewhere else. By the way, okay, for this tournament. Yeah, I'm just looking at some. But for the players, yeah, like a hundred to one. 
yeah, I could, I could, you know, I could take a taste of that before him. That's, uh, that's worth considering. I'm glad to know it didn't take too much of my awful degenerate behavior to get you looking at the TPC. Uh, <laughs> oh, what's the, what is it now? Darn it. I can't Sawgrass. even think of it. Sawgrass. I want to say Scottsdale over and over again. I'm like, no, we just left there. Well, uh, the player's odds, but here we are. Oh, wait. Okay. I, this is how nuts last year was. Is Mark Leachman on live? Yeah. Well, he's 101 right now to win the players. Hmm. I don't think live players will be in that tournament. Period. Point blank. Right. Either, but um, that's just an odd one because I don't see. I don't see. Like, is Cam Smith at the top of the board? I'm no, sure not. No, yeah, Dustin, so that's interesting. No Sergio, no Neiman, no answer. Like, yeah, big leash went, dude. Okay. So, um, don't make that bet. That's my fade. You want an early <laughs> fade for the players, Mark Leishman, dude. Do not make that bet. Correct. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I got for you. Yes, that probably will not uh, end up very well if you're betting Mark Leishman. Mm, probably not. But you know what? I've done that before, and it didn't go well before. So it's something I'm accustomed well, to. Right. I mean, but at least you're betting golfers who are going to play the events. Mark Leishman, that's, unless, that's fair point. unless there's some sort of agreement or DraftKings knows something we don't, don't think he's going to be popping up at, uh, at Ponte Vedra Beach. It's very, very true. Skeeter, do we got anything else for this beautiful tournament, the Genesis at Riviera? I don't have anything. I do look forward to watching Tiger on TV and seeing if there is what percentage of Tiger is still left in that uh, in that golf game. Can we just can we get him to the weekend and maybe a weekend where he's like five back just to create the thrill? Yeah. I'd like to see that. I think, let's be honest, the only, uh, golf fans want to see it, the TV broadcaster would really oh. like to see it. Um, what is it? I'm not sure if it's on CBS again this week or not, but whatever yes. broadcast company's yeah, got the rights, they'd like to see that too. You better believe that. You know who would like to see that? The players would like to see that. Augusta would like to see that, because that's just going to ha- ramp up the hype for those two upcoming tournaments all the more if Tiger starts to lurk at other events. Well, I mean, everybody, the fans would love to see it. Augusta, Augusta has enough hype already because it's be the first time we see the live golfers and PGA golfers together. Like, I'd like to see Tiger in decent form for the PGA side of that mesh. Yes. Yeah. I still want Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy in the same group. Yeah, you know what? I heard they're uh, they're rounding the bottoms of tees as we speak, so nobody gets hurt. <laughs> hey, maybe the tee boxes they throw at each other next. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, Skeeter, um, I wish you the best of luck this week, and uh, I'm hoping to continue what's been a pretty good run on DFS. I can't say that I've padded my bank account, but I continue to get what I paid, plus a little bit more back with some excitement. So, you know what? In the end, I'll continue to take that, bro. Breaking even is a winning book in my is a winning proposition in my book. Amen. Well, Skeeter, good luck to you. Appreciate you as always this week, and uh, appreciate everybody for listening. For Skeeter Robinson, I'm James Adams, and this has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast.